everybody and welcome to another episode of Lead Like You Give a Damn, where I speak with leaders and leadership experts who have cracked the code on leading with authenticity, purpose and effectiveness. I've got a great show for you today. It all started a couple of months ago when I saw somebody on LinkedIn sharing a post to a link uh, of a company called Leaders Who Give a Damn. And I was at first taken aback thinking, my goodness, that sounds a lot like what we do here. Um, but as I checked out the website, I uh, discovered uh, two really great people who have just such a compelling heart for growing and developing the next generation of leaders. And so I just had to have them on the show for anything other than the fact um, that we're both great at coming up with uh, names for services. So in this episode, you'll hear from Murray Guest and Becky Hammond who are the two folks behind Leaders Who Give a Damn and we talk about changes in the current leadership uh, environment uh, and where we're heading in the world of leadership we talk about what it means from their perspective to be a leader who gives a damn and then we talk about how to implement that in your own leadership style so I know you're going to enjoy the show Uh, Murray and Becky were just a lot of fun to be with uh, and we'll get stuck right in well, hey, Becky and Murray, I hope you're doing very well today. Thank you so much uh, for joining us on the podcast. Um, would love to just start with um, an understanding of who you are and, and how you came to start Leaders Who Give a Damn. Cool. Thanks. It's a, it's a privilege to be here with you, to get to have this conversation and hopefully just have a little bit of a, a moment where leaders can say, you know what? Yeah, that that does make sense. Let me figure out how I can I, I can care a little bit more about the people that are around around us. Um, Murray, do you want to take you want to start with telling a little bit about yourself? Sure. Thank you, Becky. And um, again, David, great to be with you on the podcast. Looking forward to the conversation. So my name is Murray Guest, based in Newcastle, Australia, also known as God's Country, beautiful part of the world, <laughs> and. Uh, I am passionate about leadership, passionate about culture, strengths, and teams. Uh, 11 years at uh, Mars Incorporated and then worked for a large aluminum smelter, or as we say, aluminium, for five years, managing (laughs) all the training there for about 1,000 people. And then I worked for a couple of training companies, but really started my own business five years ago. We're really focusing on helping leaders um, get back to that leadership element of their role. Uh, as opposed to focusing on the management and all of the processes and tasks. So I absolutely love what I do. I love partnering with different organizations and seeing the change. And And I guess what I really love to see is when leaders are doing what they're doing, but doing it in a different way, which gives them less stress and is having a bigger impact. And um, I've had the privilege to partner with Becky and uh, she is a wonderful person, which I'd love to hear about you as well. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Uh, I always, I actually kind of always forget about all those different awesome things that you have done to kind of build yourself <laughs> to this point. So thank you for reminding me too. Um, I, you know, I think when I, when I, when you ask me to tell me a little bit about myself, I can hardly, I can hardly start with, well, this is this is my education and all, all those things, which I love. I'm a, a, a high learner from a strengths finder language perspective. Um, but the thing that drives me is, is mission and passion and just the sense that everything happens for a reason. And so, um, that's, that's, that's kind of where I have to start with this, um, this connectedness moment. Uh, Murray and I met at in, 
Omaha at a conference four years ago on happenstance. Uh, we happened to get into the same airport or the same hotel shuttle to, to head to the same networking event. And um, what may have seemed insignificant and pro probably really was at that time, um, really just kind of launched us into uh, a synergy and a connection that, that we realized I, like Murray just described, um, just, I, I am uh, just energized by seeing leaders lives changed. And I, and I'm a high believer that we're not, we don't live in silos. So lives as in their personal life, their home life, their work life, their effectiveness as a leader, um, because they draw a little bit of attention to it because they take care of themselves because they start to know themselves in a different way. And so uh, my background is in healthcare marketing. Um, and so I do a lot of work with healthcare corporate teams, um, and, uh, about six years ago now, when we were moving from uh, three years in Japan back to California, I said, you know what, what does life look like? Um, when, when we move back, it could be anything I want. It doesn't have to be that corporate grind that I had come from. And, um, I said, you know what, what if I could, what if I could help people understand who they are through their strengths, uh, every day, uh, on my own time. So I could also spend time with my family. And so, uh, that's what I did starting six years ago. And. Uh, haven't looked back since. That's awesome. So you're you're sitting on a on a bus on a hotel shuttle somehow, Murray. I don't know how you've managed to find your way from Newcastle all the way to no Omaha, Nebraska. <laughs> you're, having, you're, you're having this conversation, and then you go, "Okay, I know we can come together and put our skills together and start this new business or this new approach to to training leaders." Talk me through that process. At what point did it say? Did it seem like, yeah, you know what, we could really do something here? <laughs> well, that. I think the word Becky used was happenstance. So yeah. I think it was one of those moments. So I hop on a hotel shuttle bus and we get the chance to meet and connect and pretty quickly realize we have some common passions about people and development and definitely strengths. And over the course of the past four years, we've both been on each other's podcasts. Um, we've had blogs, which we've shared and contributed to. We've met up in Omaha and talked and um, connected and when I say talk not just hi how are you but very right. much about um, what do you think is is happening in the world of leadership and, and what are you doing with your clients and how are you partnering with different people and what are you seeing so very much a deeper conversation and we've evolved in that collaboration to do more and more together till got to a point of um, working together and, and noticing that there were some real foundational things that leaders who give a damn do and that title was uh, a wrestle i'll be honest we we're going well what do we call this thing what do we actually come up with and there were some really interesting titles which i won't share right now um, please don't actually it's embarrassing for you actually yeah, no. I, I had lots on the drawing board which were just scrapped off they were like they were terrible but in essence getting down to what we've noticed about those leaders that we've that we have either followed or had the privilege to work with and what it is that they do differently and demonstrate and actually not just demonstrate, but really live it, that they give a damn about the people they lead, uh, they lead day in, day out. And right. so through that collaboration, we then came up with, okay, so what are those things that we've noticed and let's sort of bring that together. And there was lots of alignment and lots of different perspectives we brought, which then developed into these conversations we had about leaders who give a damn. 
That's great. And so when you talk about a leader who gives a damn, uh, and by the way, brilliant uh, stroke of genius on the, on the name, anybody that comes up with a name in and around that area, I think, <laughs> you know, <laughs> applauded for their, their genius thinking. Um, uh, we totally agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, for, for, just for clarity, Dave, we did no Google searching. <laughs> we didn't. <laughs> Probably better off, right? Um, <laughs> So, so what does that look like for you? Just, just mm-hmm. describe it to me. What is a leader that gives a damn in your perspective? You know, I, Murray did a great job of just saying, you know, these are the people that we've worked alongside with, um, fortunately. And then there's also the people that we've worked alongside with, unfortunately, right. um, that you can see the the stark difference in in how they lead. And I think one of the things that is surprising to some people about this program that we put together and just even about our perspective on leadership is we don't start with vision. We don't start with mission. We don't start mm-hmm. with, you know, the values of the organization. Those things, we are not making light of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, those are all important, but you can't effectively communicate those things and live those things unless some other things are true about you as well, unless you truly give a damn about, um, about the people. and and it, the people part doesn't start with your team. It actually starts with yourself. And so we found that people who lead, like a leader who gives a damn, they, they know themselves well. Um, and you know, <laughs> you, you can't fake that. Like people mm-hmm. around, you know, like, do you have high self-awareness or don't you? Right. And then how does that impact the way that you show up every day? Um, and in that they, they take care of themselves. Right. Um, they, they demonstrate, um, in this kind of crazy hectic world of busy, busy leadership. They demonstrate like, Hey, what does a good healthy rhythm look like? Um, and, and then they hold other people accountable to that as well. Say like, Hey, you have worked, you know, four weekends in a row because of this, this, and this, like you got to take some time off. And then Mm -hmm. they, they push that and they, they demonstrate that as well. Um, so that, that's kind of where it starts the foundation of themselves. And then they go into, you know, the, they, they naturally, or they've trained themselves to know their people personally, um, have meaningful conversations, have the tough conversations with people. Mm -hmm. Um, and they, they also intuitively know that the relationships around them really matter. Um, and so in a world (laughs) where this stuff kind of seems soft, you know, where they might, we, we might even get a hard time from people saying, yeah, why are you talking about all this soft stuff? Like, where's the hard business facts? Where's the, Mm -hmm. where's the ROI? Well, these soft things are foundational. That's the only way you can access that ROI. And so uh, leaders who give a damn really understand those things. Right. And, and think, Dave, can I just jump in yeah, with a couple of examples? Mm-hmm. Sure, go ahead. Because I think Becky's described that beautifully around a leader who gives a damn. So I'll, I just want to share two quick examples uh, of a client that I was working with recently just to help, I guess, paint the picture. Because what I think we're exploring is it's not just, oh, today I'm going to be a good leader or in this moment I'm going to conduct mm-hmm. a performance review because it's part of my role. It's a way of being that a leader who gives a damn in the way they show up consistently doing those little things every day. Mm-hmm. And so my two examples, I was working for a client recently where uh, I'd worked a, a full day facilitating a workshop and I was about to leave um, that afternoon and drive about three and a half hours back to my home. And at lunchtime, the client uh, came and saw me and he was the leader of this team I was working with. And he said, Murray, I've just been, you know, been thinking about your trip on the way home today and I don't think you should drive that three and a half hours. We want to put you up in a hotel so you can leave in the morning and so that you get home safely. Mm-hmm. And I a quick call to my wife and said, look, that's this what's going to happen. She said, of course. And 
I just think it's such a simple example about a leader who's saying, you know, we care about you and I want to make sure that you get home safely. And so again, a leader who gives a damn isn't someone that's just thinking about their own team, that there's a broader perspective and a broader care that they're doing. Right. Um, the second example is a leader I was working with who's the leader of an engineering team. They've got um, like a billion dollars worth of assets that his team manages. So a big um, portfolio. And I was running a workshop for his team. And I said, can you come in and do an opening for this workshop? And we talked about what it would be. And he said, well, I'm going to talk about values for half an hour. Didn't talk once about their assets or the plan. Talked about how important the values that they bring day in, day out. And his personal values and how important that is for the team culture that they want to have. Right. And I just think they're great, simple examples around leaders who really care about the people. Yeah. I, th- I think those, those are great. And, and, you know, I think that, that in general, the philosophies, you know, it's, it, I think it's fascinating. Becky, you mentioned a couple of things. One, just a real true understanding of who you are as a leader. Mm-hmm. And I, I think there are a bunch of models out there that say, look, you know what, if you can manage your time better, or if you can have difficult conversations mm-hmm. better, or if you can do performance reviews better, you know, you'll be a better leader. But, but that's essentially like putting on a new lick of paint on your car when the engine needs replaced. If we don't actually know what <laughs> drives us. I love that example. Oh, that's so it's, good. Yeah. It's only going to, <laughs> thank you. Uh, it's only going to, it's only going to, um, it's not going to stick. Um, and, and secondly, you know, just that whole notion about soft skills. I think, I think that that's a cop out. I think we, we, we claim that, that leadership is a bunch of soft skills because nobody really wants to put in the hard work of developing it, <laughs> but you can practice it just in the same way that you can learn to be a better coder. It just, it just takes some time. So I, I love that approach that you guys are taking. Um, so, so this is a kind of a, it seemed like a dumb question, but, for those types of leaders that you're describing, so what? What's the outcome? What does it do for us? And maybe a, a bit more to that pushback around the hard ROI. What do we get if we lead with that philosophy or mindset? Hmm. Murray, you're the expert here in this engagement piece, right? Because uh, in the end, that's that's is really what it's all about. It's like you get engaged, um, happy, healthy people that now are the engine behind your organization. They want to show up and do mm. what really matters uh, at work and, and get to those goals. So I, I, you're totally spot on, Becky. You get that engagement. But I also even think about actively engaged. Mm. And I know that uh, we do a lot of work with um, Clifton Strengths, which is um, part of Gallup and Gallup's research is fantastic to help us understand organizations. And they talk about, actively disengaged and disengaged and engaged people. Mm-hmm. I, I think about actually we can go a step further, um, which is actively engaged, which are, we're not just engaged in our work, but we are having people which are providing that discretionary effort, going above and beyond and supporting each other. And if you're a leader who gives a damn and you're having those sorts of behaviors, the ROI is you've got people that are actually um, are productive, they're creative, mm. they're more innovative, they're caring, and they will um, deliver what is not just needed in their role, but what is actually even more um, needed for the whole organization and the team. Right. So there's some real measures around that. I think you're also going to get lower turnover and you're also going to get um, lower absenteeism as well. And one which doesn't get a lot of mention, and Dave, um, I assume you've, or I hope you've heard about this, is which is presenteeism. Mm. which is I'm physically at work, but you know what? I'm mentally and emotionally not here. So a a leader who gives a damn is going to be um, reducing that occurring because they're showing that they care about the people. 
Right. Yeah. And I think there was a really um, crucial uh, phrase or, or a couple of words in there where you said discretionary effort, Murray. And, you know, it's, I, I often say that um, you can't teach your people um, to hold themselves accountable or to, or to take ownership. You, you can show them the tools to do it, but at the end of the day, it's their discretionary effort. You can only provide the environment in which they want to give you their discretionary effort. And so no amount of putting them through a course or a class to, to, on accountability is going to do it if your manager or your leader's a jerk and you're like well what's the point a hundred percent and i think becky you mentioned at the start the people that we've had the fortune to work with but also those others that either we've <laughs> experienced somewhere in our life in some aspect that we're unfortunately have uh, let's just say don't have the the leadership skills and approach we're talking about and the ripple effect hmm. they have in the organization um, again, I'll say in an organization, it's beyond their individual direct reports in the team. Because um, as you're saying, Dave, there's, it's not just that little bit of discretionary effort and that that person will do. We've got that um, whole opposite set of behaviors where people are saying, I'm just actually going to put my hand up for anything or even do the absolute bare minimum for my job. And there is a definite impact on the profitability and the cash flow and the productivity of an organization. Mm, mm, that's a great point. Um, so, so in, in your model, you talk about the 90 behaviors of, of leaders who give a damn. That's, that's a lot. Um, <laughs> where, where did they come from? And do I have to be good at all 90 or will 85 be okay? No, well, well, first thing, Dave, you need to be able to recite all 90. <laughs> Thou shalt not, thou shalt, or like that. <laughs> Something like that, yeah, along those lines. <laughs> so Becky, Becky had a very good idea, and it was let's reach out to leaders we know that we uh, trust and uh, inspired by and coaches in our network that, again, that we love the work that they do and mm -hmm. ask them what makes a, a leader that stands out, what makes an effective leader, what makes those leaders that have left a legacy on you and, and the mm. difference in your life. And we got hundreds of responses. Mm. Um, we then looked at all the data and just brought that down and down and down to a point where we actually ended up with these 90 behaviors. Right. Why there's 90 and not 70 or 103, that's just the way it fell out. Right. <laughs> and the aim was to then provide a resource to anyone in a, a leadership role to say, Here's a crowdsourced list of behaviors that people that uh, live and breathe leadership or have experienced leadership in some way that you can use as a reference to help you improve your leadership, review how you're going and um, come back to it time and time again to look at little things just to have that um, growth mindset and improve as you go in your leadership journey. That's great. And so yeah. how... I know you guys have a, a wonderful little tool on your website that kind of gives you a high level overview of those skills and, and what you're good at and not so good at. How, how do you suggest a, a leader begin to work through that? What, how do you, how should I tackle working through those areas that I need to improve on? Hmm. Yeah. I mean, so we, we definitely, uh, the, the infographic that we made that has the 90 behaviors is definitely not meant to be like a prescriptive, like, okay, here we go. Let's get started. Let's see how many of these we can, we can uh, tackle over the next six months, you know? Um, but rather we, we found that they, 
fall into these kind of seven, what we're calling uh, often untapped elements of leadership. Um, And that's where we recommend starting is in those, those bigger, uh, to your point, uh, those higher level um, uh, elements that, that are, are end up being foundational to being an effective leader. Um, and, and what was marvelous about this whole crowdsourced um, experiment that we did was that these, uh, this is the construct that makes a leader that people remember, that people are inspired to follow. Um, and so, you know, I would say uh, in terms of our first step, there is a, a foundational aspect and what we touched on earlier of, of self-awareness. It's that fixing that engine in your car before you're paint, you know, painting on the outside, the 90 behaviors would be the paint, mm-hmm. the, um, the self-awareness piece, the, um, willingness to admit and create balance or, a, or at least a sense of well-being in your life. Balance, you know, is a word that is, uh, overused and, <laughs> and, uh, under underachieved <laughs> um and but the, the a sense of well-being in your life um kind of starting there foundationally that that is where uh, that is where in our in the course leaders who give a damn um in our coaching and our consulting with organizations that that's the only place to start is right there with your engine with your self-awareness and your sense of well-being that's great. And it's, it's actually a really nice segue to, to my next question, which is so what, what sort of work do you typically do with your clients? How does that look? What does, what's the output? Yeah. Murray, you want to take that? Yeah, sure. Thanks, Becky. Um, so I like to believe that um, it's all about a journey. So mm-hmm. typically with my clients, there's um, a level of uh, a process to build that self-awareness, whether that's through an online survey or using the Clifton Strengths Finder, which is uh, very powerful, or a couple of other tools. Um, so helping build that self-awareness and then through a series of, of workshops, um, partnering with a, a team um, to help them improve how they're working and building on uh, what they do well and how they can actually be more effective about those things they're not doing so well. What I love to do is those clients I partner with where there's a series of workshops and in between those, I have one-on-one coaching sessions as well. So I'm doing that with a few clients at the moment and it's a real partnership and a journey um, as opposed to a, hey, let's have a workshop, tick in the box right? um, and we're done. And I I like to think, Dave, like the team doesn't win the premiership if they train once at the start of the year. (laughs) And um, and, and as good as I am, I'm not a magician. I've had <laughs> a, I, I, I'm not going to to change everything in a day. Right. So yeah, it's about that partnership over a period of time uh, with a combination of uh, workshops, coaching for individuals, and then supplying them some additional information that supports their learning journey over that period. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I, you know, my work is very similar to that. And I think one of the things that this ongoing coaching relationship does is it, it kind of gives us a little gut check on this, this blight of busyness that we as mm. leaders experience that the leaders that we lead experience that there's just accountability there. You know, mm. I mean, I think that's part of this leaders who give a damn program. That's part of our work as coaches in those in-between times. You know, I've I had several uh, coaching calls over the last couple of weeks with this one organization and almost everyone to the T they only showed up to do that work because 
they had an appointment on the calendar. Right. Otherwise they, they just, they wouldn't, they couldn't, they don't, they don't see the value until the hour goes by and they're like, whoa, I am so glad that we did this today. Right. Um, but if you're left to your own devices and the busyness, you know, without a real intentionality, uh, you're just not going to do it. And so I think right. in, in many ways, we're just really good accountability partners, you know, <laughs> right. yeah. uh, to say this is, you know, you need to do this work. Um, let me help you figure out kind of the most efficient path to get there. And, right. and uh, we can be their sport along the way. Yeah. And, and I think that, you know, leaders today are just so everything is just moving so quickly and and we've allowed anybody to interrupt us at any time that it's <laughs> it's like the only we we can only ever focus on the urgent because we've made everything urgent and mm-hmm. and I think that there's a um, a mindset shift that happens in in the type of leader that you're describing where they say you know what I need to give myself some headspace even if it's just an hour a week with an accountability partner to focus on what's truly important it's not necessarily urgent doesn't need to get done today but mm-hmm. but I need to do it because if I don't then three months six months eight months twelve months are going to go by and I'll, I'm just going to be constantly in the weeds. Yeah. Yeah. That is, that is a hundred percent true. I mean, time can fly and you realize like, Oh, it's been, you know, eight months since that workshop. And I can't remember why we even did that at this point. And, uh, and then when you talk about return on investment for things that people are calling soft, like this is where it gets the bad name, right? It's it's not the stuff itself. It's our, our ability and our willingness and our, to, to follow through and to, to really put it into action. Absolutely. So if you were to sum up, you know, if you take a look through all of your career, what you're doing at the minute with leaders that give a damn, all of the work that you've done previously, what would you say, and I'd love to hear from both of you on this, what are the biggest leadership lessons that you've learned throughout your career? What what are the two or three things that you carry with you every day? How much time have I got? (laughs) You mean like you need an hour and a half? (laughs) Or, or, is, or is that the lesson, just constantly thinking, how much time do I have? <laughs> I, that, that's, I like that a lot, David. Um, honestly, uh, Becky and I have been talking about this exact um, subject for a little while. And the thing that does pop into my head is um, having a growth mindset. So like, um, did I say Tammy just then? I want to check. No, did you I did. Say- you said Becky. You're good. Yeah, it's not, so but she I, she's actually your biggest <laughs> influencer in your I life. So said my wife's name. That's pretty okay. much a superstar. <laughs> <laughs> um, but a growth mindset, whether that's around your self awareness, your well being, what you're doing well, where you can improve, um, and that honest uh, reflection of yourself. That's certainly one thing. Um, the other thing that keeps coming back to me is that authenticity. So how you show up every day as a leader, being your true self, uh, builds trust, it builds connection. Um, and then the other part of that is embracing the uniqueness in each of the people that you work with and lead. So therefore, what's authentic and real about them? That That's what leadership is about. And that's a lesson that keeps on coming back to me because we, at the end of the day, we are people and this management model that's developed over years unfortunately treats people like they're parts in a Mm -hmm. factory process Mm -hmm. and it's getting back at the heart of we are humans and um, embracing what's unique about each one of us. Hmm. Love that. How about you, Becky? I love that too, Murray. Thanks for sharing that. Uh, You know, 
the thing that comes into my mind is um, that we just haven't ever arrived. You know, I think one of the mm-hmm. things that as a, um, as a young leader, uh, when I was first, you know, it, it's kind of how it happens, right? You're successful in what you do. And so someone says, oh, then you should lead other people who are doing what you do. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, there's just this big sense of imposter syndrome. I, got, I have something to prove. I'm not actually what they think I am. Um, and I think just recognizing from your first days as a leader all the way to the end of your career, uh, that we've, we've never really arrived, that, right. that there is always room for growth. There's always room for continuing to assess what the needs of the people that you lead are. Um, and I think there's a necessary room and, and need for, for grace to yourself as a leader hmm. to say, um, what, what is it that I'm doing well right now? What is it that I just need to stop doing? And, and, um, and how do I make space for myself to be able to do those things? Um, and I, you know, I, I, that's one of our biggest risks when we talk about leadership ourselves is like, yeah, but aren't you a hypocrite? Because didn't you only get four and a half hours of sleep last night? You know, it's like, yeah, well, that's true, but I'm working on it, you know, and just realizing that there's, there's room for that. There's room for those, uh, steps forward, the steps back. And as long as you're still leaning forward, um, your momentum is going to go that way. And, um, you, you still care about your people and, uh, your leadership that's in the end, it, it's going to be memorable. It's going to be effective and it's going to be inspiring. That's fantastic. Both, both wonderful lessons from both of you. I really appreciate that. So as we're kind of winding to a, a close kind of two questions lumped together here for you, um, number one, what are you working on at the minute that's really exciting you? And, and then secondly, where, where can we best find you and find out more about leaders that give it them? Yeah. So what Go really excites me, sorry, I'm no, such good. a gentleman, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just really excited about leaders who give a damn the whole process that I've been through partnering and collaborating with, uh, with Becky, a true collaboration where she's brought her strengths and talents to this partnership. And I've had a chance to bring uh, what I bring to that as well for us to identify those elements of leaders who give a damn and to have some really, what I think are really important and powerful conversations. Mm. And what what's really standing out to me when I, when I reflect on it and what excites me about it is there's things that I thought and then there's things that just came out as we were um, really collaborating and exploring these topics, which I didn't even think was there, but just through um, creating such a innovative and collaborative space. So that's really exciting. And um, the, the interest we've got from people um, when we talk about leaders who give a damn, they go, Oh, that's got me thinking. Mm-hmm. Great name for a podcast, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm really excited about that. Yep. Yep. I, uh, I have to just say ditto because, uh, that's the most exciting thing that we're working on right now. Um, our opening, um, opening class of people who are going to be going through the program, um, is all coming, uh, coming up right now. And, um, just excited for, you know, of course you, you build something, you're excited about it, but really, I just, I'm excited for the impact. Like what if leaders really show up Right. And they 
they really care about their people. They really take a look under their own hood and start with themselves. Um, and they, they have courageous conversations. They take a risk of vulnerability and courage. Like what if leaders all around us did that? Right. Um, we would transform not only organizations, but we'd transform people's lives and people's families. Um, and so that, that's, what, that's what really excites me about, um, about launching this Leaders Who Give a Damn program. That's awesome. And if I'm right in saying uh, anybody who wants to find out more can go to leaderswhogiveadam.com and, and read everything about your program and what you're doing. Is that right? That's the one. Awesome. Well, on. Listen, Becky, Murray, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for sharing your wisdom um, with all of our listeners. And, and thank you for doing what you're doing. We need more people like you out in the world um, at the cutting edge and forefront of, of building better leaders. So I really appreciate you taking the time today. Likewise, Dave, we have uh, some synergies in uh, our passion and hearts for leadership. So thank you for doing what you're doing as well. It's definitely been a privilege. And yeah, thank you, Dave, for the opportunity to not just talk now, but to, um, to connect. Uh, I've just loved your contribution to this conversation. Uh, I can see there's lots of synergies and um, really appreciate this, um, this chance. So thank you. Well, thanks a lot, folks, and have a, have a wonderful week. <laughs>